Hello, and welcome to the Hamumu Halloween Home Horror Hoedown. I am your host, Mike Hommel. And I'm your other host, Soli Hommel. And we're going to take you through 31 scary movies through the month of October, like we do every year. But for the first time this year, we're going to do it entirely in audio format. We like to mix it up every year. One thing you need to be aware of is that we will be employing a truly ghoulish number of spoilers throughout all of these reviews. So if you haven't seen the movie we're reviewing, maybe don't listen to our podcast until you do. We highly recommend you check them out and watch along with us. It's going to be fun for everybody. I mean, how could it not be? So if you're ready and you've watched the movie, please step inside our lair and let's begin. The Open House is a 2018 Netflix original, which we watched on Netflix, which is rated TVMA. It's 94 minutes long, and it got a 3.3 on IMDb, as well as 11% on Rotten Tomato Critics and 9% from the Rotten Tomato audience. What Yikes. could be happening here? Well, I feel like we're going to get into that. I feel like we, we are might. going to answer that question with our It's mysterious. If you, if you watch the trailer for this movie, you'll be like, what's going on? Why 11%? Right? <sighs> So this movie is about a family, a teenage boy and his mom. Their dad is killed in a car accident and they end up having to move out to the mom's sister's house, which is currently for sale. So they're like having to let people in for open houses while they live there. Right. And of course, weird things start happening, which we don't know the cause of. Hijinks ensue. Hijinks do ensue. So... This was Soli's choice, and what did Soli choose? So, um, my my niece was here visiting. Oh, she is yes. a huge fan of horror movies, and unfortunately, we weren't able to do this podcast while she was still here. Yeah, we did um, not have time. No, but she was here, and so I kind of I looked at a bunch of different places, and I came up with this selection of different horror movies, and she didn't want to choose, and you didn't want to choose, so I chose. And I feel like the reason I picked this one over (laughs) the one with the puppets. Oh, I'm so sad about that. And something else. I don't remember what the other one was. Oh, uh, Tragedy Girls. Was that we kind of as a group decided we were looking for like an actual horror movie. Like we didn't want something funny. And we didn't want something that we knew we were going to love to hate, which I feel like Tragedy Girls falls into that category. Probably. Like, I was going to love to hate on that movie. (laughs) This one felt like the one that was most likely to be a real horror movie. I wish I had looked at Rotten Tomatoes first. Yeah. And I didn't. But I think in an earlier podcast, we said that we're glad we don't. Right, right. Because, you know, I would not have known what to think about those scores. I, who knows what that means. I know what it means now. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we ended up with The Open House. Also, like you mentioned, the trailer was really good. This Seems was scary. This was a Netflix original. Mm-hmm. And they do really good trailers for their own stuff. Yeah. Lex and I actually noticed that. We're like, the trailer for the Netflix original stuff is really good. And the trailers for the not Netflix well, things are yeah. terrible. Well, what they do, I mean, on Netflix, you see like a little, like just a repeating clip of a movie usually. 
But if it's a Netflix original, instead they play an actual trailer. Yeah. They could go out and get the trailers for these other things. Almost everything has a trailer. But why would they? Because if we watch the Netflix originals, it doesn't cost them any money. <laughs> yep. That's pretty smart. Anyway, so we were tricked by the trailer. Yes. I guess we'll get into that later, but for now... Why don't we discuss the first shot and first line of the film? Okay. The first shot is of a kid running down a suburban street in the daylight. I think there's supposed to be a little misdirect of like, ooh, why is this kid running? What's he afraid oh, of? I didn't even think of that. Um, But he didn't really look like afraid. He's just running, right? Yeah. And um, the first line is him... As he runs past his dad, he shouts time, and his dad tells him the time. And so what we discover is that this kid is training to be an Olympic runner, and he's trying to best his best time. He is a senior in high school, which comes into play later when, after his dad has died, they have to leave, and, you know, he's, like, pulled out of school in the middle of his senior year. He's really unhappy about that. Yeah, he's really unhappy about a lot of things. I mean, I sort of feel like rightfully so. Sure. His life is pretty rough in the moment. Yeah, this whole situation is terrible. And it's one of these movies that feels very, um, I don't know if I would put this in the slow category, but it, it was very bleak. Like, their mm -hmm. lives were miserable. Yeah. And the whole movie is them being unhappy, and then they get mad at each other, and they're right. just angry and stomping around, and nobody's happy. Right. Mm -hmm. Even before the dad dies, it's clear that there are some issues between mom and dad. Mm -hmm. There are some money issues that they're trying to deal with, amongst other things. And they're hiding it from the kid. Like, they're very happy, happy, joy, joy when he's around. And then when he's not in the room, they're, like, whisper fighting. Yeah. So, troubled lives for these people. But, you know, that doesn't tell you it's a horror movie. That could be a drama. We right. know it's a horror movie because the kid puts in contacts in extreme close-up view. <laughs> you really hate anything that involves the eyes. No one should put contacts in their eyes. You know, lots of people do it. They need to stop. What was interesting about this kid is the only time he wore contacts was when he was out running. Yeah. He wore his glasses in every other scene. Yeah. Do, do, do you have any understanding of why? Well, I mean, I, I, can, I can understand the idea of glasses falling off of your face while you're running. That could be a problem or just bouncing on your nose and it hurts. I don't know. I, I've never worn glasses, so I don't know this. I mean, I did wear glasses, and I wore glasses while I was running. I Maybe that's why I didn't become an Olympic runner. Yeah, you know what? It was probably Olympic. the only thing. Yeah, that was definitely the only thing. But Olympic is the top. I mean, I feel like you're going to want every little Right. The 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 uh, What's it? The drag, the resistance <laughs> yes. of, of the air against the glass, like might be just sure. the thing that makes the difference between those milliseconds. So they end up going to the sister's mountain home, which is enormous. It is huge. But here's another way that the family is really bleak and kind of sad. They have never been there before. Yeah, so there's definitely something going on family-wise where they're mm -hmm. not super great together. I mean, it, one of the notes that I made was it baffled me that the sister would have this huge house and not use it to host family. Like, right. that's the whole point of having a big house, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, either that or to fill it with gold toilets. One or the other. One or the other. I'm, I'm mad that we're discussing this movie like a movie instead of just jumping in and right? being mad about it. Okay, so is there any other, like, this was a movie kind of comment that you want to make before we just start to bag on it hardcore? Because we are about to bag on this movie 
hardcore. Let's see. I have a lot of... What's interesting is I wanted to go into this and say the movie seemed really good up until the end. But I'm looking at my notes and it's all complaints about issues and weirdness in the mm. movie. Like like Chris is the guy who shows up and kind of hits on his mom and then befriends them. And I've got a note here like, does Chris have a family? Does he have friends? What? Where did this guy come from? What's he doing? And it's just creepy. And the whole reason it's creepy, another thing that makes me mad, is that it's a misdirect. There's, you're right. supposed to think he's the killer. Same with Martha. Martha the creepy the next door lady. neighbor who like comes across as kind of crazy and apparently has uh, Alzheimer's. and Yeah, so I guess the other piece that we should talk about very briefly is just that, like you said, the house is for sale. So on Sundays, they have to leave. Yeah. And then people come in, there's an open house. Which, I mean, we've sold a few houses. I guess maybe we've never done open houses, but... I don't... I don't think so. Like, the premise behind these open houses was there was, like, this one dweeby real estate, (laughs) like, trainee, I guess, who would stand in the kitchen and hand out cookies and then just let people wander around the house unsupervised and be like, well, if you have any questions, come back and see me. And I've never been to an open house where I was just allowed to randomly wander around the house unsupervised. I think... I mean, I don't think I've been to one, but I think that's a that's a thing. I don't know. I mean, I feel like they would want to walk around with the people and keep an eye on them. But I have definitely seen in other movies I've seen where just tons of people are coming in. It's like in these, you know, $20 million houses. They're like, hey, everybody yeah. come in. And I'm sure they have plenty of security in that case. Yeah. I mean, do you think that's a movie thing? Like like that they did know. it for the sake of the story because it was obviously integral to the to, to the story happening the way it did where they're just like taking license with reality i mean an open house is a real thing and i guess if multiple people show up what are you gonna do you can't follow everybody you go hey check it out so anyway those are sort of the, the ways that this movie is set up and i did want to like the movie through like the first probably three quarters of it maybe even more i wanted to mm-hmm. like it I had some issues, but there have been other movies this month where I had complaints about how the story went, and ultimately it was still a fun movie to watch, right? Sure. And in this movie, up until, not even until, through the final shot, I was still on board. Like, I was not happy with some of the ending, but Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, here it comes. We're putting it together. Here comes the final step. They're about to wrap it all up and reveal the thing. And they didn't. So Credits. here's the thing. When the the final scene ended and there was a black screen and like all three of us, you, me, and Lex, <laughs> were sitting there kind of holding our breath, <laughs> waiting for the next scene. Yeah. And the black stayed black long enough before the credits came on that I had started to say, if that's the end <laughs> of the movie, I am going to be super angry. And then the credits rolled and all three of us were like, what? Uh-huh. Because the thing is, that last scene, I mean, I already knew there was a problem when they showed the last scene. Because the last scene, spoilers for nothing, is <laughs> the killer pulling into a house that says open house. And it's a different house. So the premise is he's killed these people and now he's moving to another open house. So that that is the official horror stinger for the end of the movie. It's the hand coming up out of the grave that says mm-hmm. the killer's still out there. And so as soon as that happened, I'm like, 
oh no, they're not doing that, are they? So it's not that I was totally caught by surprise. It's that I was like, they can't be doing this. This something else is going to happen here. Yeah. Oh, it was bad. So let's talk about why the ending felt so abrupt and non-ending. And I want to point out that in the the other reviews, like on IMDb and stuff, everyone agrees that the ending was super abrupt. Yeah. The division is between people who are like, that's not an ending, and the few people, let's people, say let's 9%. Let's be generous and call them people. <laughs> who are like, well, sometimes in real life, you don't always know who the murderer was, so this could be a totally legitimate way to end a movie. Yeah. And to those people, I want to say... You don't know how to write a story. Yeah. Yeah, things happen in real life that don't necessarily make a story people want to watch. Yeah. There has to be an arc of some kind. And there was no arc here. So tell me your thoughts on this Uh, ending. My rage spreads from beginning to end. Because they, this entire movie, I don't even know like what the process was going into writing this. Because they set things up. They had this kid who's running to be in the Olympics. So, okay, we know that's going to factor into something. Mm -hmm. We've got the mom who's decided she's getting into photography. That's going to factor into something. We've got the mysterious events in the house, which is that every so often, like, the phone will ring and they just hear themselves through it like an echo of Mm -hmm. what they're doing. Mm -hmm. And someone set up candles and stuff and started playing Silent Night in their house. You know, they came home to find that. All kinds of things like that happening. You've got the weird neighbor. The weird neighbor. showing up doing weird things. Yeah, and her behavior was definitely something to do. Like like she came over one time and was freaked out that that these people were there. They're like, she's like, what are you doing in my house? And they're like, well, this is our house. You live next door. So all of this, all of these things are elements of something bigger and not... You might call them Chekhov's elements. (laughs) Sure. They all could go off later in Act 3, if there was an Act 3, because (laughs) not one of these factors plays any role in how the movie turns out. The hot water tank that keeps going out. Yep. I mean, well, it was the killer doing it because that's that's the story is the killer was messing with them for like a week before he killed them which whatever so what it didn't do anything none of the messing with it turned into any way of anything having to do with how the killer resolved the situation no like it literally had nothing to do with any of it it almost felt like like the one scene She's looking at the pictures that she had taken, which, by the way, were terrible. She's <laughs> were a horrendous. terrible photographer. She has, <laughs> yeah. like, no sense of, you know, framing or anything. Or focus. Or focus, <laughs> right? Or or selection of, of a Target. subject. <laughs> yeah, yeah, subject. So in one scene, she's looking at pictures and being all sad and not realizing that the killer is laying in bed behind her. That's right. And, like, it's almost like... Well, she's going to be looking through pictures in this scene, so I guess we have to have her start being a photographer earlier in the movie. Oh, there you go. It did come together. It's like they wrote the movie (laughs) backwards. Or, you know, we need somebody to find the kid's phone by the hot water heater so that the mom thinks that he's the one messing with her. Yeah. So I guess we need to have the hot water heater go out so that there's a reason for him to be down there. Like, it was all backwards. 
It was bad. Oh, there's a scene early on. We already were confused and bothered by this movie. As soon as they got into their fancy new house, the kid goes downstairs to the basement, which is a dungeon. But that's fine. I mean, okay, that makes for a good setting for a horror movie. But it's this rocky castle dungeon underneath their house. And he's exploring it with a flashlight because, folks, their basement has zero built-in lighting of any kind. Not one. Not one light switch. They have. They literally keep flashlights at the top of the stairs because that's the only way to light the well, basement. Well, not the only way because one of my other complaints is that every time... Well, okay, the one time we, that we got a detailed coverage of it, that the mom went to uh, turn on the pilot light of the water heater, she'd turn off her flashlight in order to light the match. Like, what are you doing? How does that help anything? It was supposed to be for drama, but it was stupid. Anyway, the point is, he was down in the dungeon exploring it, and he comes to this dead end. It's like kind of like a deadfall. The the end of the hallway is like collapsed rock and rubble. Right, like, like two by fours and stuff. Yeah, it's like they were yeah. making this tunnel, and that's where they stopped. They just, yeah, they were just like, we're done now. <laughs> and he looks at the end, and the music goes boom, and we're like, what's what? there? Is there a ghost? No. And then he turns around and goes upstairs. That was it. It was the fact that the hall ended was the terror of that moment. Right. And I guess that must be where the killer was hanging out because later he was there. I don't know. How? <laughs> he like was there's under no, the rubble. There was no getting in and out of that pile oh, of debris. Oh, maybe that was it. He had like a... Well, I don't know why he would have any way out of there. No, uh, because no. he clearly came in during one of the open houses and yeah, stuck around because the real estate trainee was a bonehead Mm -hmm. anyway yeah yep yeah yeah i'm mad so what bothered me most about the ending of this movie is that there's a kind of mystery that's written where they give you a bunch of red herrings and a bunch of you know misdirects and you think you know what's going on and you're trying to put all the pieces together because that's the fun of reading a mystery is that you're trying to figure it out alongside whoever is solving the problem. They give you all these misdirects, and then in the last chapter, they suddenly reveal a whole character or backstory or whatever that they have not mentioned once in the whole book, and they're like, surprise, ta-da, here's the ending. You didn't guess it, did you? (laughs) Nope, I didn't. And it always makes me so angry because it's such a cheat. It's like, like, I'm so much smarter than you, and I'm like, well, yeah, (laughs) because you had more information than me that's not fair. Yeah. This was like that, only they didn't bother to write the last chapter with it's, the ta-da in yeah, it. It's one step further than that. It's They were just like, <laughs> yep, you don't know what happened. You're an idiot. Like, well... <laughs> for watching this, sure. Right? For falling for the trailer that made it look like this was a good movie. Yeah. There was no ending to it. It literally, like, it was all of this misdirect. The whole movie, you're trying to figure out who the killer is and why they're doing it. Uh-huh. And then they don't show you who the killer is. And they don't tell you why he's doing it. Like, it's not, well, we didn't get it. It's not, we're not smart no, enough to figure I, it out. Yeah. It literally is not part of the story. I mean, to be fair, they do show you the killer. They show his face at the end. And He's it's just a complete it's just stranger. Nobody. It's mm-hmm. some other guy. And it's like, what? And the worst part is, like, going into it, there were parts where he was run, roaming around the house trying to kill these people. Well, trying to harass them before killing them. And I was like, ooh, you know what? He looks like the plumber. Well, he's not the plumber. He's nobody. <laughs> Because at least that would have been a character we met. There there were so many options. It could have been Chris. Uh-huh. It could have been Martha's husband, who yeah, may or may about. not have been dead, depending on yeah. what the reality was and which 
piece of her story was Alzheimer's. Yeah. It might have been the real estate guy. It might have been the sister's husband. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. Back from the dead. It might have been... Wait, no. Oh. No, I'm oh, just the like, other... the sister. Like, yeah. okay, we never even saw that guy. Fine. <laughs> but at least he would have some connection to that house and sure. some reason to be trying to kill these people. Well, I mean, for that matter, it could have been him and it could have been Martha's husband because we don't know what those guys look like. True. <laughs> but... So now... Here's the fun part is that you know how we like to take movies with unsatisfactory endings and write rewrite the endings. Sure. This one we don't even have to rewrite. No. We could just finish the movie for them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So how would you finish this movie? Wow. Well, I'm see part of my anger is that before it finished, the plot is the killer kills the two of them. That's the whole plot yeah. of the movie. Oh, yeah. The killer so, totally wins. There's nothing to the movie. Like, without motive, they were killed. It's like, it's, you know what it is? This is the artsy piece. His dad was killed by a car at random, and then the family's also killed by a, someone at random. There's a connection there. It's art. But you know what? <laughs> That's a stupid story. I agree. We There's a reason why most stories, no stories, are just <laughs> random stuff happening for no reason. I agree because with you. Because that's life. If we want that, we just... Live it. Yes. <laughs> stories are for some kind of purpose and meaning and clarification yeah. of all that randomness. Okay. For my ending, the trouble is there's like 20 different ways you could go that would all be a story. Do you want me to tell you my ending first? Yes, I do. Okay. So, because I clearly, I know exactly how this movie goes. Martha's husband, we don't hear about this in this, in the movie. We would, I would have to do some editing. Martha's husband is in some sort of trouble. He's like maybe got a lot of gambling debt or mm. something. Like there's some reason why he's about to get in some trouble either with the law or with someone who wants to hurt him, right? Uh -huh. So he fakes his own death. Oh. Martha, who does have Alzheimer's, is confused and he's kind of taking advantage because of that. Because he shows up sometimes. Right. He's yeah. like, I can still go to the house and like get some food or, you know, take a shower or whatever. Because if Martha tells people that I'm alive, they're just going to think she's suffering from Alzheimer's, right? Yeah, that's pretty good. So, because clearly they don't have a great relationship. Ooh, sure. Martha and her husband used to live in this house, which is why she shows up thinking it's hers and, sure. you know, that whatever. So he is using the house like as a hideaway kind of a place like that's hideaway. yeah exactly <laughs> for some reason and here's where i'm not entirely clear about it but for some reason he is taking his like he's taking revenge on this woman and her son perhaps the husband who died in the beginning had something to do with the danger maybe they know something about him that yeah. he doesn't want them to know whatever but it's the husband it's martha's husband who's hiding out in the house and killing them eventually. So you're saying the killer has a reason for doing things. Yes, there is a motive. And all of those things tie into that motive. Maybe the kid saw something while he was out practicing his uh, Olympic training. I hope so, because this movie cannot be so much about his running without his running having a purpose in the movie. Right? You know what would have been nice? Hmm. If at the end he had gotten away from the killer by running fast. Which he didn't even do. <laughs> no. Although this complete stranger killer knew that he was wearing contacts and took them out of his eyes for some reason. There was, I mean, there was definitely an element of this guy wants to mess with our specific stuff. Because it's still Martha's husband. That kid, Logan, totally saw something 
because he had his contacts in and had his good-looking eyes in, hmm. saw something while he was out on a run. And, you know, so some sort of, you know, I'll teach you to spy on me, yeah. kid. Takes away his vision and then kills him out in the woods. Huh. I could make that story work. Well, that is much better. And it's fair to point out that your theory isn't actually defied by the movie, Mm-mm. except that the final shot is the killer going to the, a random other open house because he's really just a random killer who yeah. kills every open house. So that's what undermines it. 99% of this movie could fit with how I just yeah. wrote it. Yeah. I kind of like Chris being a killer because, mm. I don't know, he was... I mean, it's kind of easy because he was kind of creepy, but I don't know. But it was maybe one of those, like misdirect misdirects where you think it's him and then you're like oh no it's not him and then it turns out it is him yeah because i liked how you know he came over and like logan decided he was going to make friends with chris he's like fine i'm going to stop being Mm -hmm. a jerk about this he called him because that he was afraid and he's like well we need someone to help us and that's awesome so then the two of them are like checking out the perimeter and then you know they let chris sleep down well they let they, they make Chris sleep right. downstairs on their couch mm-hmm. and guard their house for them. And wouldn't it have been great if that was the killer that they just straight up invited mm-hmm. into their house who, who's going to totally mess with them a whole bunch more? That would have been pretty cool. I would have enjoyed that. Yeah, that would have worked. Literally anything would have worked better than not having an ending at all. I feel like when they pitched this movie idea they didn't have the whole thing done oh i'm sure and they were greenlit given a bunch of money they were filmed it all thinking it's okay <laughs> we'll, figure we'll figure it, it out. out we'll we'll figure it out and then they didn't and they ran out of time and they ran out of money and they're like well if we just submit it maybe they won't notice that there's no yeah. ending to this movie that Netflix we literally didn't care. write the third act of this movie yeah and the fact that it's called the open house that tells you how they created it and sold it the whole movie is this premise that when you have an open house anybody could be getting in you don't know which true story is a scary premise to me yeah they could have gone somewhere they you know what they could have done is made a movie about that (laughs) would have been great if only if only someone had told them they could make a movie yeah i don't know i don't have anything else to say about this other than just more complaining about how an a story has to have an ending. Oh, one thing I do want to complain about. Okay. This isn't how water hot water tanks work. No, like, it's not. The at killer all. in the basement would blow the pilot light out, and upstairs she would immediately feel cold water coming out of the shower. Uh huh. And then she'd fix it and go up there and, and have a nice hot shower. Right? Not how hot water <laughs> tanks work. Yeah. I don't know. I had this note about. You know, at the end of the movie, the killer has broken his mom's fingers. That was awful. And left her upstairs. And Logan comes in and finds her. And he's like, oh, no, mom. And then for some reason, he decides he's going to go, like, search the house. And she doesn't go with him. She stays up there. And I was noting, like, why didn't she come with him? Because she she can't walk with broken fingers. What's going on? (laughs) I don't know. It's just like in The Stepfather where everybody was squirming along the floor because they... (laughs) been injured yeah she made some questionable decisions about where she went and how though every time the hot water heater went out and she immediately had cold Uh water in her shower she would wander all the way downstairs into the pitch dark basement to relight the pilot light and she would do all of it in her towel yep and alexa and i both (laughs) were like nope (laughs) 
You always get dressed because if you have to run away from something, you need to have clothes on. Yeah. Like literally, I would get dressed if I had to go into our basement from straight out of the shower. Yeah. I can understand And that. I don't even think there's anybody trying to murder me in our house. <laughs> One little thing. Okay. One of the stairs broke early on in the movie, mm-hmm. and it didn't serve a purpose, which is mm-hmm. not a big deal, except one of the stairs broke. It should have meant something. <laughs> like, you know, the killer's chasing him down the stairs, and he knows to step over that step, and the killer goes, woo! Except, of course, the killer knows the house really well. Or even that stair breaks, and when he's trying to escape from the killer or go find the killer, I forget what he was doing, yeah. he's running down into the basement, he forgets that it's broken, and he sure. trips on it, or he gets a splinter. Anything or... would be good. Yeah. Or he feels uncomfortable having to step past it. (laughs) I'll take anything at this point. Anything. Ratings. So it's my turn to rate first. And I am very certain. I knew the minute the credits started to roll what my score was for this movie. So I do not do this lightly because my scoring system, my patented scoring system is a one through five scoring system. Understandable. My middle of the road is a three. Right. I am giving this movie a zero endings out of five. (laughs) That was good, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Zero endings. Zero endings out of five. And that is why it gets a zero because I refuse to give this movie a rating because it is not a whole movie. And I call BS on that. Okay. When I got to those credits and I was angry, I was thinking 1.5, something like that. I was thinking, I can't give this movie a zero because, you know, it's well put together. Like, these are good actors. It's good cinematography it's the scenes are shot well and directed in a nice way and then it's been a couple days since we saw this movie and i have thought about it i sat in the shower going hmm and i have decided to give this movie zero endings (gasps) out of five oh my gosh what changed your mind It's the fact that I did think it was done so well in terms of technical skills, and that makes me extra angry instead of making it better. Because it really forced me to waste all of that time instead of, you know, dropping me out early on, you know, because I could see that it was bad. Like, or, or you could have decided at some point, like, this is a terrible movie and I'm choosing right. to finish it. Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. But, you know, with this one, I was literally still hooked in. Editor's note, not literally. Until the credits. I was like, it's going to do it. They're going to turn this around because (laughs) nobody would ever end a movie like this. And that means they forced me to suffer the whole time. Yeah. It's retroactive suffering, and that is the cruelest kind of all. You know what it makes me think of? Hmm. I was a teacher, and it makes me think of the difference in how I would approach the student who always struggles. You know, my Uh like D student who turns in work that's terrible, but at least it's done, and it's the best that they can accomplish. Yeah. And that doesn't mean I'm going to give them an A on it, but I'm going to give them some kind of credit for at least having attempted the assignment, right? Like. They did the best that they could. Compared to my A student, who I know could have done the same assignment in five minutes with their eyes closed and done it perfectly and whatever. 
but that they turn in three quarters of the assignment and just kind of hoping that I won't actually look at the end and notice that they, for some reason, didn't manage their time properly and didn't get the assignment completed. Yeah. Like they're banking on the fact that I'm going to go like, well, this student is almost always, almost always does a good job. I look at the first few pages. This looks like their work. A plus done. No. Oh, no. No. You do not get to manipulate me and take advantage of me like that. No, I, I feel like a movie producer probably knows that people are going to watch through to the end. I do. I'm, yeah, it's not a perfect analogy. <laughs> but but yes, still, I see the connection. It sort of feels like they were like, well, maybe they'll think it was done. <laughs> or maybe they'll think they just didn't understand it. Yeah. And well, to that I say, ha ha, no sir. I mean, these human apologists <laughs> that you were talking about on the yes. review scores, they're insane. They were going off about, oh, it's 10 out of 10 because it's, you know, beautifully shot. and But in the end, it's just random killings. And that's the scariest thing of all. You know what? It's Gabe from The Office once again. He's come back and said, yeah, it seems like there isn't a narrative. Maybe the filmmaker realized that even narrative is comforting. Yeah. That's what happened here. Nonsense. Total nonsense, total garbage, not acceptable. And I had a hard time with the zero because the other movies that I've zeroed were so bad. Like, they were torturous to watch. They hurt me in my ears and my eyes. <laughs> and this didn't do that. So here's the thing. I gave a 0.5 you earlier did. this month. Like, I've already given the lowest score prior to today. I gave a 0.5 to Flight 666. But I gave them that 0.5 because they were that D student who... <laughs> they, they tried. tried. And they, they tried to have an ending to their movie. It was terrible. They had an ending. A plane crashed. It was terrible. But at least it was... they. You could see that they had tried to include all the necessary pieces. Sure. So you give them that 0.5, you're still failing. Mm -hmm. But I'm recognizing that you put effort into it. The open house... If it had been turned in by an A-plus student, I would have given them a zero and made them redo the assignment. Yeah. It's funny to bring up Flight 666 because mm -hmm. now that you say that, I can absolutely declare Flight 666 is a better movie than this movie. Mm -hmm. I would much rather watch it again. Which is a shocking <laughs> thing to say. Yeah. It's not good. No. So mm -hmm. I feel good about my zero. Because right. I would never watch this movie again, and I hope no one ever watches this movie. I almost feel like we should have put a, a thing at the beginning of this podcast saying, hey, don't waste your time watching the movie before you listen to this podcast. We could do that, I guess. Yeah. No, we'll make them suffer. <laughs> Maybe we'll put it in the, uh, you know, when we post it, we'll be like, hey, don't watch this movie, just listen to the podcast. Because we're <laughs> fun, and that movie is terrible. We're, we're fun. fun. Okay, I'm done. Are you done? <sighs> I'm done. We're off to go see a movie in the theater. Eep! Eep! <laughs>